It's Tuesday night. It's Kensington, Maryland. Sweatiest basement studio. <laughs> this side of the Mississippi. I can't look at him when he yeah, starts yeah, saying it. We don't it. do the sweaty stuff, I thought, for the... For, the, for, for, the, for our WCAC spectacular? Yes. Yes. Hey, we are who we are, Kevin Ricca from St. John's, class 94. Tim Strachan, Dematha. Stags. Stags, class 94. We had Matt the Real Deal Seal. <laughs> what, what was the final final resting place there? WJ96. But, but w, WCAC start. Went to his St. John's 96 yeah. 20-year reunion yeah. this past weekend. And, of course, I'm Ken Marangolo, Bishop McNamara High School, class of 94. We're joined by Jeff Clay, Gonzaga High School, class of 94. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, fellas. Turn down the music. I'll going on, man. It's been a long time since we talked to you. Give Jeff some volume. Yeah, I think uh, maybe like the first week of the season, I think. Probably been about five weeks, six weeks. Yeah, it's too long. We got to get too that. Long. We gotta, well, we're, we're about to have him on all the time here with what's happening in the uh, world of the WCAC. But I think tonight we get a, a serious Gonzaga point of view without all of our, uh, you know, ribbing and, and giving each other the business. Let's get, get down to it and talk about this, this, this Gonzaga squad. First of all, I have no ill will towards Gonzaga. Certainly no, not the same kind of ill will that I have towards other WCAC I did not agree schools. To, I did not agree to no ribbing. No, you didn't. And there's, it's, there's no, there's no, no ribbing uh, rules necessarily. It's actually part of the fiber. Yeah, it is. I, sorry, fine. I called for a minor ceasefire, and you know what? Do what you guys got to do. And first of all, we don't rib on this show. We Joan on this show. That's, yeah. for the, keep, it, keep it regional. That's right, Joan. Just you know, saying. 90, that's a 94 reference right yeah, there. It is. It is. Don't be a Bama T. Let me talk to you guys about the WCAC. Bing. Uh, we saw DeMatha play St. John's a couple weeks ago. Awesome, awesome game. Um, we saw St. John's play Carroll. Uh, good for St. John's, not so great for Carroll. Jeff, what game were you at this weekend? Uh, I was at the premier game, the uh, DeMatha at Gonzaga game. Uh, for the pretty much first place, both teams came in undefeated in league play. St. John's only. Um, I had the one-point loss to DeMatha, and um, Gonzaga had then shot at DeMatha, and yeah, who won? came up a little short. Who won? They came up a little oh, short. Oh, uh, that's cool. That's cool in the high school. <laughs> uh, well, we were we were following the score uh, from the St. John's game, and I mean, it sounded like Gonzaga was in it the whole way. Oh, they weren't just in it. Yeah, well, they gave him a scare, yeah, right? They, yeah, they they came out early. Um, hit, hit a big play on a short pad. Uh, to the uh, kid, and he broke the tackle, ran it all the way down, probably inside the 20. And it, that was actually the story of the game, because Gonzaga kind of moved the ball up and down and filled that wheel between the 20s, but on that play, you know, he got stopped, and uh, that the massive defense held up inside the red zone, and they had to kick a field goal, set up a 3 nothing. And um, then it was kind of back and forth, you know, for the rest of the half. Gonzaga had a chance um, late in the half. They threw like a 70-yard touchdown pass up top to, um, to uh, Max Fisher, but uh, it got called back on the holding penalty that I did not see. Nobody else in the stand saw, but, you know, nonetheless, it stood. So then Gonzaga had to punt. Uh, Nobody saw. No, no, oh, they passed out purple <laughs> sunglasses. Just one ref. <laughs> right, one ref. So then Gonzaga uh, <laughs> came back down with a late field goal, and then it went in 3-3 at the half. And, you know, it 
was uh, pretty much uh, nip and tuck. And Zach did a great job mixing it up with the running pass. Um, but the Magic came out second half on the first drive and just, you know, they actually, you know, they, they did what they do with the Magic, that signature, running off tackle and running inside, trying to wear you down, and they did that all the way up down the field. 26, 26, 26. Yeah, um, Corey Spool was, uh, I mean, Corey Spool is a really good kid, man. He's almost like Curtis Martin, kind of underappreciated because he's not flashy. But he, by the time you look up at the end of the day, he's got, you know, 20 carries, 400 plus. Well, he may not get you a bunch of 40-yard runs, 30-yard runs, but, I mean, he's like a master of getting slash runs for like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 yards. And those are the runs that really continue to move the change. And they had to change the pace with the kid, um, the young kid, Miles Marie, who's a little quicker than Corey is, but he had some good runs. And, I mean, they just dominated the second half that way. And that was the story of the game, really. I mean, Gonzaga made some plays, but they, they missed like three field goals again. They kept moving the ball inside the 20s, like I said, but 20 to 20. But once the red zone uh, defense was established by the master, they just they couldn't punch it in. And that was the story of the game. Well, that sounds like a typical DeMatha day uh, from what I'm hearing. I appreciate the updates you've given me when we were over uh, across the city at the St. John's Carroll game. But, you know, when they have that, that bend but don't break type defense, they, they, they get real tough. In that red zone, and I, I, we've all seen it up close. Yeah, you know, you know, Chase Young did a great job too. The one thing about um, Gonzaga was not 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 that they're weak, but the weakness of the team is definitely in the secondary. And Gonzaga had some open receivers uh, pretty much all day, but you know, the pressure from Chase Young caused a couple overthrows, a wide open receivers that could have been touchdowns, and then also. They were open up some quick three step stuff, but he was batting passes down because of his range at that DN spot. And, you know, he just made it tough. And they, that was, it was just like a great defensive performance of the team, you know, from that front seven. And then um, the secondary made enough plays in the red zone once that field shrunk uh, to keep them uh, back out the end zone. And that was pretty much it. But I, I'm interested to know it seems like Gonzaga was able to handle for, you know, a majority of the game the, the, the size and strength of the math up front? Yeah, I, you know, it didn't, when you watch the teams on the field, it doesn't look uh, like the math overwhelmed them with some size. It, it just looked like uh, after after the, um, that they just continued to pound it and get in that groove. The, the backs were finding holes. The line was gaining confidence. And then it was kind of like the Dagger's defense, you know, would get a little demoralized because you know, the offense will make that drive and miss the field goal, and the, and the wind just kept coming out the jail. And, you know, after a while, high school kid, man, you know, if they don't see some points coming up with the board, and the math and keeps down, they lose a bit of, little bit of luster. But they right. fought. I mean, they fought hard, but, you know, in the end, you can definitely tell the math and impose their will with, with that run game. Well, that's going to be the key. Someone's going to have to figure out a way to protect, throw the ball in that secondary, and get them off the field on offense. How many – Five yard runs, the eight yard runs that those guys have. They just, they just the control the that game. ball. And they, I, think they, that, I think the last, I think the last three drives the Master had, um, two of them I think culminated in touchdown, one in a field goal. But I mean, they all had to be like eight or nine, ten, eleven play drives, and it was that kind of run game. Eight, that's what seven, they do, man. Well, and you know when you get a chance, like Gonzaga had their chances, but when you're not going to see the ball a lot. Get a chance to score, you better take it because they, they pretty much ate up the uh, entire fourth quarter. Yep, I think that's the key. I think that's going to be the key moving forward as well for anyone trying to take a crack at those guys. So, what does that make Gonzaga yeah. in the WCAC now? 
two and one. They have one loss. They have one loss to um the math of the three wins would be right then. Two um, wins. There's only two wins. I well, I show them as two and one. They they, they beat McNamara and they beat right then. So yeah, actually, it would be two wins because they still have um they still have to play Carroll and St. John's. So you got Archbishop Carroll and St. Mary's Riken at 0-3 at the bottom of the WCAC. My boys, the Bishop McNamara Mustangs at 1-3, taking a couple on the chin. Uh, and also, yeah. Jeff tells me my, my boys are banged up. Is that right? Yeah, they, they, um, they've been fighting through some injuries. The guy, Wesley Bowers, is actually their best player. He's been banged up, but he's hanging in there tough at the linebacker spot. He's their best playmaker all over the place. I mean, he's a werewolf on defense. I really like watching that kid play. Is he the uh, one that took that interception all the way back uh, in that opening uh, week game? Yeah, early in the Baptist. season. Yeah, and, and, and then yep, and then they played. Um, I watched I watched them play against that uh, Sullivan team from down in uh, Virginia Beach, who was you know early in the season. Uh, actually, Good Council lost to them. But yeah, they gave Good Council some work. Yeah, and I, actually they were giving McNamara some work for four quarters, and then uh, McNamara just turned up the juice late in the game um, and. And made a couple plays on defense and blocked the punt. And before you know it, they stole a 42-41 win. And so when they did that, you know, that raised a lot of eyebrows in the league. Uh, but they just weren't able to sustain it losing, losing to um, the Mastang. Gonzaga, I think they had them in consecutive weeks. Yeah, you got good counsel at 2-1 and one with Gonzaga at 2-1. And, and then, you know, you got St. John's at 3-1 and one to the math at the top at 4-0. and oh. um, yep. So right now, if the season were to end today, you'd have DeMatha and good counsel. Uh, then you had St. John's and Gonzaga, right? That's right. So I, I doesn't, you know, you, I, as much as I want to put my Mustangs in the in the conversation, they're they're just not. Um, but they, but with the, you know, let's put a little bookmark in there. They get a real huge opportunity in two weeks at, at the, McNamara. At, at this point in the season, and like I've always said, no one sleeps around St. John's on having to play at McNamara. Historically speaking, we don't we don't ever take that lightly. It's just no. been a hard place. I agree. It's been a hard place yeah, for us was, yeah, they, to get easy a victories. Few years ago, a, few, a few years ago, St. John's was supposed to run all over McNamara, I believe. And I think McNamara ended up recovering a fumble, running it back for a touchdown and stole the game like 10 to 9. Oh, uh, Jeff, one of my and, least and, favorite nights coaching, days coaching of all time and, over in Forestville was against you and Bernard over there many years back, and I would have said we were ten point favorites. We went down there and, and came home with our tails between our legs. That was a it was a tough day, tough day playing Jeff, over there. Yeah. Jeff coached for McNamara. What yep. year was what years was that? I mean, ninety nine to um, two thousand three. I didn't know I was that. Who was head coach there at the time? That was um, uh, yeah. I was offensive coordinator. Bernard Joseph, Bernard. the um, head coach. He's a uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, alum, former player there. We played on the other end of Bruce Smith. Coach does uh, it, early, early 80s teams. And then um, he's also a Hall of Famer at, um, at McNamara. And he played on one of their few championship teams. Great guy, uh, great like, guy, but he hired Jeff yeah, to be the O coordinator. My dad had hired me to be the O coordinator. Uh, our game lasted five hours and 14 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun because Jeff and I were running. I, I mean, our versions of our offense. So, Kevin, and okay, was, uh, right. So, you were the head of the OC for St. John's. Yes, yes. Jeff, who was your wide receiver at yes. Catholic and whom yep. you played against 
yep. in high school was the OC for McNamara. So you were both yep. running, basically, you were running similar styles of offense. That couldn't have been more similar. Now, we had our own little, like, you know, we, I had a little power running game involved. I didn't run a lot of inside-outside zone. Jeff took wrinkles and made them his, and, uh, you know, but at the core of it, you know, aside from some changes in terminology, you know, I'm sure we were both staring out there going, you know, we, we were also o, o coordinator slash defensive back coaches that week. <laughs> here comes, here comes, uh, and I'm sure we both had our guys yelling, "Screen" on the sidelines on every play, just to just to yeah, give each other fun. the business. Watch a smash corner. Watch a smash corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I know Jeff, he's going to have him sit it down right here, right there, yeah. right now. now. That was that, that was good fun. But like I said, in this league, there's a lot of these these stories that Why happen. And, you know, <laughs> wild week for both of us on, on, the, on the practice field that week, I'm sure. Uh, I didn't run any routes, but I definitely put the ball in hand and had some others. I'm sure Jeff was out there. You probably ran a few routes back then, Jeff. Little yeah, scout team WR. A little, little, little bit, a little bit. Not anymore, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff, let's look forward a little bit. Uh, and I asked Kevin this. I mean, we, I, I, I'm sure we're going to talk again maybe before the St. John's-Gonzaga uh, game, which is always a, a big event. Um, but that's a very good possibility, as, as Ken was just talking about, the rankings of St. John's and Gonzaga playing that final game of the year and then having to play again that next week exactly. in the first round of the playoffs. What, I mean – did that ever happen to you? It yeah, happened I, to me at the math. We did that against Carroll. It, it happened before, but it did happen to me as a player. I just remember it happening. Actually, I think while Kevin and I were in school. Ma- um, it happened to When we were in college, I think it happened. It happened when I was but coaching, and then it happened a couple years back, too, uh, when I was Okay, not. yeah, it just happened, it's happened a few times. Um, matter of fact, I think, it, you know, when it did happen, it happened when um, – Kevin Hogan's senior year. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Um, yep. Yeah, it happened Kevin Hogan's senior year. St. John's, I want to say won the regular season game or was the other way around? Uh, we won both. No, no. We, we, won, won, we, we, we won both, yes. No, no, no. Okay, oh, yes, yes, yes. The last time I yes. remember happening was the sophomore year. Yes, we, sophomore we, year we won. won. The last time we played back-to-back weeks, we won both. Gonzaga people have selective memories, right. by the way. Yeah, well, let me just say this real quick. Before we start getting into St. John's Gonzaga, before we start getting into back-to-back weeks, Gonzaga's got a big, huge deal going down on I Street this weekend. Uh, good counsel's coming in, and we were just talking about Chase Young, and you just said the term werewolf. I got a guy, Josh Pascal, coming off the end again this week. You're going to have a dynamic threat. I think this guy is a beast. I watched him. Up close on the sidelines, he covers a lot of ground. He is an animal on the line of scrimmage, one of the best players in the league. That's going to be something that Gonzaga's going to have to deal with on consecutive weeks. I know you've seen both these guys play. Jeff, what are you thinking about this uh, this weekend? I, I think uh, you're right on the money with that, and I got to deal with Mo Ibrahim, too. Um, probably a little faster version of Corey uh, Sproul for the Masters, so... I don't really know. You know, the, the funny thing is, people, for some reason, continue not to speak about their council like they should. But, I mean, they're always there. I guess because they're so far out now, all these people just stop talking about them sometimes. But that kid uh, can, can play as well. He might be a little more physical than Chase right now. But Chase is, you know, Chase is really quick off the edge. He, gets, he, he, he does a good job of reading that three-step pass block from the tackle. He don't know when to get his hands up, you know, not extend the rush. So, I... um. I haven't seen um, Kid Pascal as much. I've seen him once, but, you know, just from what I've seen, he seems to be a little more physical than Chase, you know, as far as it goes versus, as far as it goes versus the run. He, he, so, he's a man. So he may have um, – he may 
have an even bigger impact than Chase because Gonzaga runs the ball so much. So yeah. we're, we're going to see how, you know, how, and, and he, he told as well, you know, Gonzaga likes to, to pull that, uh, that backside tackle sometimes on their counter play. And, um, you know, if he closes quick enough, that's going to make that play ineffective. So we'll, we'll see how they handle it. Well, no one's sleeping on uh, a Bob Malloy coach football team. Uh, you know, if you, if you need some motivation, you take a peek at 400 victories and more than anyone else that ever coached in the state of Maryland. So, you know, looking forward to that weekend, this weekend, yep. and all these big, huge games coming up, creeping up here. Uh, Jeff would love to have you come back and talk a little more as the season unfolds. Anytime, just let me know. Appreciate it, Jeff. Class of '94, Gonzaga. You say you don't say Screaming Eagles. Were they ever the Screaming Eagles, or were they just always the Purple Eagles? Not just Purple Eagles. Yeah, Screaming yeah. Eagles and Seneca Purple Valley. Eagles. I'll cover the because that's cool. I'm just making sure <laughs> that they never called them the Screaming Eagles ever, like no, in, fifty years ago or thoughts, sixty years ago. Yeah, no, no. It's Purple Eagles. Okay, got just it, making purple. sure. Jeff, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. You guys got it. For Tim's tracking, Kevin Rickett. I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was the Audible.